UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And today we're going to talk about Michigan's 36-14 victory over the Cincinnati Bearcats. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? Well, a win is a win, and it's a win that's always sweet. It doesn't matter whether it has style points or not. I was very disappointed in some parts of the offense. Wilton Spate was part of that. He uh, can't keep giving the other team 14 points every game. He's not looking exactly like a championship quarterback at this time, and he's got to straighten his act out. He's not a bad quarterback, and he didn't have a bad game. He, he piled up some yardage, and he had some nice throws, but he missed a open receivers again and had two fumbles, one of which was recovered, turned into points by the other side. So... In that respect, it was a long day, and what really got my attention was that if you had a great amount, I think that maybe the defensive backfield would grade out at the highest level, higher than the rest of the position groups. After all, they did supply 14 points. You know, the, the thing that surprises me at this point, Andy, is that so we talked about what we knew heading into the first game, okay? And what we knew heading into the first game was that we had a returning quarterback with a whole season of experience. And, and while he hadn't played at an elite level for the whole season last year, he had shown flashes of, um, shall we say, advanced competence, Okay. I, I would never say that, that he let the world on fire. Um, but, again, you know, I thought he was at a better-than-average level. Okay, decent. Good enough. You bet. You bet. And we knew that, that the defensive line was going to be, you know, and I say new in, in air quotes, we knew the defensive line um, was going to be talented. Um, we wondered how the defensive backfield was going to be. Um, and, and like you said, what, what we've seen is that the quarterback play has been really inconsistent, which, you know, people can point to his stats and say that, well, his, his quarterback rating is good. But like you said, I, I guess what I struggle with is, you know, these are things that if this was a, a first or second year quarterback, you know, a guy without a ton of experience, I don't think it would be as surprising as it is right now. Um, and, and, you know, the thing that kind of really surprised me was in the post-game press conference, um, there was that bad exchange where um, the ball kind of got away from them as they were doing that little end-around thing. And, you and, you know, Harbaugh said, well, you know, words to the effect, well, I've been telling them that he was doing that wrong, that he had to have, you know, two hands on the ball, and at one point it's just going to slip out. And that's exactly what happened today. And that those were almost paraphrasing, you know, Coach Herbal. What surprises yeah. me is that doesn't seem like an advanced skill, okay? I mean, that doesn't seem like, you know, uh, you know, quarterback handling the ball and having ball security is a pretty basic um 
high school level skill. And I was just kind of surprised that um, this is something, you know, if you want to talk about mechanics, you know, Spade had talked about how his feet weren't right and balls were sailing and balls were, were you know, firing low. You know, that's advanced stuff. That's stuff that, you know, quarterbacks, uh, you know, are going to work on throughout their entire career. Holding the ball with two hands, you know, and, and what surprised me is that Harbaugh wasn't surprised. And he actually kind of, you know, he kind of made a little joke with the media. He's like, you know, you hold it right in. And and we're like, and it's funny because, you know, pretty much anybody who's worked with quarterbacks from the high school level up, that's a real basic thing. And I, I guess I, I was just surprised that we were talking about this level of skill or this level of mistake um, with a guy who's, you know, coming into his, you know, has, <coughs> has been on the team for a while, started all last year, had all the off season. I guess it just surprised me. Um, and what was funny is it didn't seem like Harbaugh was that surprised. So I, I, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm puzzled at what's happening at the quarterback position. Um, you know, what are you seeing out there? Well, I'm seeing the same thing you are. I don't think Will is playing at a championship level, which we hope some time this uh, fall he's going to achieve. But uh, there were other places to be besides Wilton to be disappointed, and one of them was 68 yards of penalties. And they came at a bad time. Sometimes uh, the offensive line was guilty there, some. The offensive line did look a little better, however. They seemed to block better, and, and they passed protection pretty good, except I think one was sacked one time. So there, there's progress all over the place. Uh, the progress just doesn't seem to be focusing at the quarterback position because he just doesn't seem comfortable out there. He's not uh, hitting his receivers. And uh, giving up points to the other side has got to quit. That's pretty unusual. Although in all this, Michigan will climbed up to eight people number seven. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think too many of that people watch the game. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? And I'm not saying that I would have moved him down. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, having watched this team. Right now, I'm not convinced they're a top ten team. I think they have top talent. I think they have top ten talent, but I mean, if you think about where this team is struggling, and and you know, again, let's talk about the good yesterday. You know, again, Michigan ran for over 219 yards rushing. They ran for or they passed for 221 yards passing. That's almost perfect balance. That's what the team has done. You know, that's what the team did last year. Um, you know, the real bright spot was Ty Isaac, you know, 20 carries for 137, you know, gain yards, net 133. I mean, he really is, is you know, averaging 6.7 yards a carry yesterday. The problem is, the problem is, and it's not with Ty, but, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the offensive line. The interior of the line is struggling mightily, okay? Um, you know, Ty had a lot of success when he bounced it out. There were times he even tried to go inside and got bounced further out. 
you know, there seems to be some issues, you know, center guard on both sides. Um, I went back and watched the game again, and and pretty consistently, center guard gaps on both sides is, are seems to be having some issues. Um, you know, the tackle seemed to be doing well. Of course, Mason Cole is is solid. Um, you know, he was beat once or twice, but quickly adjusted to. You know, again, you're always you're, you know you're you're never going to go a whole game without getting beat, but. Um, you know, he, he adjusted and seemed to do well. Um, so again, I look at the at the offensive line, and um, you know, and, and I guess imagine. So we're, again, this is all in, in relation to the rankings. So you know, in my mind, a top ten team should have a solid offensive line, um, should have consistent quarterback play, and I'll tell you, the area where, where we are hurting is in the return game on special teams. I mean, let, yeah, special special teams look dis, disorganized. They just didn't have it. Uh, that the kicker we had had a nice sixty-one yard punt, and then he shanked one right at a critical time. But just one more comment about the offensive line. Nolan, you uh, had that bad penalty that killed a drive right when they needed it, and the offensive line did not produce when the game is at risk. Early in the third quarter, they just traded punches with the other side for quite a while in that third quarter. They just couldn't get it together and move the change and do like they should do. So it worries me a little that they don't seem to meet their challenges like you would think that an outstanding line would. They kind of struggled a little bit with a mediocre, and I mean that for sure, mediocre football team. Cincinnati is not a good football team. Well, and, and I guess that's my point. You know, we're you know, you heard my little snide remark about the number seven ranking. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, when we when we beat Florida last week, it's always good to beat Florida. Okay, that is a named opponent. It is again, but I remember thinking, and, I, and we talked about it in the podcast. Well, we'll see how good Florida is this year, but I'd much rather be on the winning side. Okay. We know Cincinnati is not a great team. Cincinnati struggled mightily last week against uh, a complete no-name opponent. I mean, I I had to Google them just to... Austin Tate? Yeah, I, I've never heard of them before. And, and they gave them all they could handle. So I guess what I'm saying is, listen, Florida may turn, may, you know, turn the corner and, and, and have a really good season, and that win might look like a really good win. Um... This win, you know, I doubt Cincinnati is going to, you know, light the world on fire, okay? So, you know, again, when I look at what we're struggling with, okay, the in, the interior of the offensive line is struggling. The quarterback play is puzzlingly sporadic, okay? And the special teams, while we have a field goal kicker, the return game is, is non-existent. If anything, it's hurting, and, you know... When uh, Jabril Peppers announced that he was leaving last year, you know, a lot of people looked at all the experience we had on defense and said, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to replace an explosive player, a, a dominant player like Jabril was, I mean, you know, easily. You know, here, here's a guy who competed for the Heisman Trophy. But the defenses look pretty good. Where we miss him right now is in special teams because – there were some, some, you know, and Harbaugh mentioned he, he rotated guys out. And, again, um, 
I just it, it's frustrating to me because you know you leave mediocre teams in the game by not taking care of special teams. Okay? And again, you can get away with that against Cincinnati. You might be able to get away with that versus Air Force, but you are not going to get away with that against Penn State. You are not going to get away with that against Michigan State. When you get to the quality portion of the Big Ten schedule, okay, um, Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, I mean, whatever struggles Ohio State's having right now, they will have their special teams in order. And it, it's, yes, it's frustrating to me because, you know, and, and again, I mean, uh, we're 2-0. and Let's put it in perspective. Um, you know, my perception is this, and it's and I and I am consistent in this. Okay, um, when we when Rich Rodriguez was here, and we struggled on special teams, my experience tells me is special teams is is the thing that that um, is the last thing to be taken care of when you're having other problems elsewhere. Okay, you know you only have so many minutes to practice, you only have so many uh, you know hands-on coaching. And they can do station to station and, and work a little bit on everything, you know, every practice. But you work on your most serious problems first. And, again, with, with rebuilding your defensive backfield and rebuilding, you know, a, a rotation at an offensive wide receiver, you know, there's definitely a lot of issues to work through here. Um, the special teams seem to be lacking. You know, I do agree with you. I mean, the defensive backfield looked great. There are some things that, oh, yeah, the defensive backfield was the best. I, I would grade them the highest of any position group on that team for that game. One thing that was pretty good was we are getting the kickoffs down uh, where they're touchbacks most of the time. I wondered about that. And Norton is uh, absolutely the best kicker I've ever seen there. He seems to have the most natural talent of any of them. And we'll see how he does, but he has been gangbusters so far, and that probably will continue. So that's kind of nice when the offense stalls and you're 55 yards out and you've got a guy that can put it through the uprights and give you a score when you don't deserve one. Anyway, that's the bright spot as contrasts what you say about the special teams is true. They are a question mark. And Grant Perry receiving punts, he'll be very good at receiving punts, but I doubt that he'll run very many back. And the other guy would have, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, will have to learn what he is doing wrong and get back at it because he, he had a head for running the ball at least. You know, the, first, you the first thing you need to do is you need to catch the darn ball, Okay. And we saw that. If you don't catch it, nothing else counts. Yeah. Well, and again, if you don't catch it, bad things happen. And we saw that. You know, you get you get a bad bounce, you lose the ball, and it, again, we saw that yesterday. And what's really frustrating to me, again, is we're talking about you know top coaches in Division One football. We're talking about top talent in Division One football. Okay. These well, you got to remember one of the guys that coached that coached uh, special teams last year. It doesn't do that anymore, does he? And, and, and again, that's irrelevant to the argument. Okay, what I'm trying. No, and again, okay, Andy, this is stuff that if a high school team does, it's un it's unacceptable. Okay, 
again, listen, if you want to talk about, you know, I, I heard some of the commentators when I rewatched the game talking about how what Michigan is doing on defense is really akin to what a lot of NFL teams do. They're talking next-level things. Okay, if you're struggling with um, Don Brown's crazy blitzing scheme and occasionally somebody doesn't get covered, that's one thing, okay? If we're talking about catch the damn ball on special teams, okay, there are high school coaches all over this country who are addressing that, okay? And, again, it's, it's, it's frustrating to me that, that um, again, it, it's something that it, it doesn't matter if Harbaugh's the head coach or Rich Rodriguez is the head coach or Lynn Carr's the head coach or Brady Hoke's the head coach. you got to catch the ball, okay? I mean, there's, right. there's no sophistication in that. There's no second-level crap there. There's no, oh, my gosh, we're going to teach you, you know, some magical scheme. Catch the ball. Okay, and, and frankly, if you can't catch the ball, you shouldn't be out there. You know, and I remember going back, um, you know, there now, and again, I always think back to the Lloyd Carr era. Um, you know, occasionally you'd get guys who you would hear would just light it up in practice and couldn't get it done in the game. And, and listen, I don't want to write off any of the guys that we're seeing right now. It's still the early season. You know, if this was game six or seven, it would be a whole other thing. Um, but again, we, you know, you got to, you got to have somebody out there to catch the ball. And again, you can get away with that against Cincinnati. You're not going to get away with that against Penn State, you know? And, and I think, you know, and again, this is, this is a pet peeve for me. Special teams play is a pet peeve. Okay. Um, yeah, well, there, was, there was one uh, play that nobody mentioned on special teams at some point in time. So, uh, Guy caught the punt, and the tackler hit him the instant that he, I don't remember who it was, but it hit him the instant that he got that ball, and that's one hell of a play, whether it's high school or kind of rare yep. that you get somebody hustling like that. That I, was a good hustle. I, yeah, and is, I guarantee and, you that Harbaugh <laughs> is not going to have anybody fielding the ball that can't catch it. You know, I hope so, and yet we just, and again, I, I just look at that and I go, I'm really surprised that we're seeing that at this point. Um, so my, my thing is this, okay, is, you know, you got to have that resolved because here you are, you're at home. They practiced in that um, that stadium. I played the spring game in that stadium. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, have you seen what Penn State looks like on television? Okay. Oh, I know. I mean, and again, just understand what I'm saying is if you can't catch it on a beautiful summer day in your home stadium. Um, so again, we'll we'll let that go. Hopefully, hopefully things will be resolved. Um, you know, the thing that surprised me in that game is really the first quarter. You know, the, the, the early going was pretty much how I expected it. You know, Michigan was kind of cruising, took a big lead, and then the wheels fell off. So. So, Andy, here's my question to you. Having watched the game and read a lot of different commentary, do you think it was Cincinnati preventing Michigan from doing what they wanted to do, or do you think it was Harbaugh um, purposely uh, trying to get the pass game in gear and, and, and you know, the, the old proverbial not taking what they were giving, trying to impose your will? 
Do you think he was trying to use that game to work through, purposely work through some of the problems the offense was having? Or do you think it was Cincinnati just uh, figuring the Michigan offense out and, and, and stymieing them? Well, I don't think they actually, they actually stymied them. Uh, but they did slow them down. I think that the vanilla plays were called. I don't think that the team played with the enthusiasm on either side of the ball that they split against Florida, and that's quite natural to have a little letdown. I think that sometimes Harbaugh likes to conceal things and isn't going to do anything uh, exceptional if he can score without it. Hold on, Andy. Are you saying they did not play the game with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind? That's true. They did not. They they played well, and they played hard most of the game, but the extra excitement that's there when there's a really solid opponent out there was not there. It was sort of a pedestrian game, and they gave sort of a pedestrian uh, 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 performance. But I don't know. I, you can't get it in the hardball's head. I don't know what he thinks and why things work out like, but he certainly didn't seem as disgusted with that game as you and I and some of the people in the press box were. Well, you know what, Andy? Andy, I got to disagree with you there. I mean, you heard him in the you heard him in the post game. He was actually pretty short with people when they asked questions. Yeah, but he can get that way now and then. Uh, anyway, um, some days are like that. But you're right. Maybe he was disgusted. He who did he leap on there? He leaped on somebody. Yep, and again, yep, he did, and and he did the, well, what did you see out there? You're the professional writer, and, you know, kind of, and again, it's one thing for him to get, you know, it's one thing for him to get snippy with somebody who's, who's, uh, not there a lot, okay, but I was really surprised, you know, he, he was snippy with somebody who's generally pretty fair, um, so that surprised me, but, you know, to your point about the team not looking very fired up, you know, if this was if this was the third game of the season, if this was the second, you know, home game, and you know the luster was off, and and you're you're in the doldrums of the season, and you're really playing a non-opponent, this wouldn't have surprised me uh, as the third game of the season, okay? But the home opener, if you know, if you can't get fired up for the home opener, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm really, I'm puzzled. Again, now, I, I expect them to come out. Um, you know, another point that I'd like to give Cincinnati is I thought they put a clinic on, on how to counter our defense. Now, not that they were that successful, but what they tried to do, um, you know, they, they, they bunched up their, their blockers. Um, they looked, to me, when I was watching the tape, it looked like they shortened up their splits a little bit. And, and then they went to screens. You know, so it was interesting because, you know, they kind of brought the defense in a little bit and uh, and basically, you know, Michigan, to me, it looked like Michigan was kind of trying to spread a little bit and, you know, on the defense. And and again, I will tell you, uh, watching this game over and over again, I mean, you know, again, I've I've not been the biggest fan of Don Brown, but man, they really do do some amazing switching on the fronts. But. You had Cincinnati try to take advantage of it. Now, here's the issue. Cincinnati is not a very talented team. Okay, They're not Penn State. They're not Wisconsin. 
Um, and, you know, you can switch up how you're going to blitz and you're going to switch up who's going to come and all that. But there's only so many ways to do it. So for me, the really interesting thing will be as we get more and more into the season, as you're playing teams with equal talent or greater talent um, at some positions, it's going to be interesting to see um, how successful this defense is. <clears throat> Again, they tore Florida up. They tore Cincinnati up. But you could see Cincinnati, uh, <clears throat> you know, again, football is move and counter move. You could see Cincinnati trying to take advantage of what Michigan was giving them. You know, and, and sometimes they guessed right, sometimes they didn't. Um, you know, you've heard me go on and on. You know, there are three ways you beat an opponent. You know, you out-talent them, you out-scheme them, or you out-luck them. And clearly yesterday, um, Michigan out the defense was out-scheming and out-talent. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see as t as teams get more and more tape um, how they're able to counter that. And again, I don't think the defense is holding anything back. Um, I, you know, they're 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 landing on the line. So it'll be interesting as well, as more and more as more and more opponents as more and more opponents watch tape. It'll be interesting if they're able to 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 see any rhyme or reason, any pattern. Of course, of course, the opponents will uh, improve against them, but they they didn't use the number of uh, schemes that they used against Florida. Uh, they just didn't do the same kind of things that they did against Florida. And Sickle is a good coach. He knows what he's doing. He's been around a while. He was uh, uh, the defensive coordinator at uh, Ohio State for a long time. Uh, he knows what he's doing. But that defensive line did not play the game that they played against Florida. They 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 were average for their skill set. I thought in this game, they didn't stand out like they did before. Although, when you see the hit that Rashawn Gary put on that quarterback, I don't think I've seen one any better. Man, did he strike that guy in a legal manner. And just absolutely flattened him after they called the penalty on him on the very next play. That was kind of good to see. All right. Well, uh, any final words before we close this edition out? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what they do against uh, that option uh, contingent that's coming in from Air Force. Uh, it's going to be something that they haven't seen this year and won't see again, probably. We'll see how they adjust. I think our defense is going to be just fine. You know, other people, other teams do find answers, though, like running right at uh, Peppers instead of trying to run away from him a lot. When they begin to run right at him, it limited his effectiveness. So there will be schemes. Both sides, you know, it's a chess game. Both sides will scheme. We'll see who outschemes the other in the long run. You know, the interesting thing for me as I look at this game versus Air Force is they're going to have two weeks to prepare. Um, and, and again, you know, I don't want to say that this is a team that Michigan's going to lose to. You just want to point out the differences, okay? So it could very well be a threat game. Well, you know what's going to happen is that 
Air Force has two weeks of tape to watch Michigan. We got one. Um, they got two weeks to prepare. So, you know, I, I think they're going to come in and, they, and you know, they're going to play tough. It will be interesting oh, yeah. to see. I mean, and again, we're not talking a top ten team here, okay? But, you know, they put 62 points on. You know, they won 62 to nothing. Um, they can score points if you screw around. Um, now, again, I agree with you. I think our defense is going to be fine. I'm really more worried about the offense right now. Because I am too. That is, if I had to say, I mean, again, you know, there's three aspects of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Well, let's see. Defense, I think, is going to be fine. Special teams and offense, eh, not so much. Haven't seen it. And, you know, the, the thing to keep in mind, too, is that after next week, it, we will be a quarter of the way through the season. So, you know, and then, you know, there's the proverbial, well, you see your most improvement between the first and second game. Lord, I hope not. I mean, because we didn't see any improvement at all. <laughs> well, in a, in a way, you did because the defensive backfield rose up, and that was our, that's supposed to be our big weakness, and they came through, and it looks like everybody's healthy back there, long's back, and uh, they're they're, they're going to be okay. They got some speed and some moxie, so we'll see how it all turns out. That's why they play the game, Phil. Isn't it? It is. All right. And well, that's sometimes, gonna, sometimes they make us both happy. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.